Welcome back to Sons of Swoop, episode number six. We had five episodes so far, and the Eagles are officially five and oh. Still rolling. And I officially pronounced this the dicker the kicker game. Because it came down to our rookie emergency kicker making his field goals and their kicker missing in their own stadium. And I'll start off with this. The Eagles are a tough team to beat on their worst day. That's a great point, Joe. I mean, it's the NFL. You're never going to play your perfect game all 17 games of the season. You're going to have rough patches. And this was one of those games. You know, we're going out West Coast. I mean, I don't think Arizona is a very good team, but they were frisky yesterday. Um, and to come out of that game with a win, even though we're going to get into it, the Eagles didn't play their best game on both sides of the ball, really. Um, but they won, and that's what good teams do. Even when they don't play well, they find ways to win. Yes, uh, and I feel like every time we play the Cardinals in Arizona, it's a crazy game. Well, usually we haven't a heart- won there since 2001. Yeah, usually a heartbreaker. So um, I think this is going to be our best pod, by the way. And... It's funny because we've heard from multiple friends that they love the pod, but they are like excited for the first loss because they have been friends with us. They know how crazy and how entertaining we are when the Eagles lose because we we go nuts. We're like, you know, we're a little bit different than everybody else. We like to watch by ourselves. We like to analyze the game. We don't drink. We don't party during the games. We like to lock ourselves in the room and it's not necessarily a super fun experience. It's, It's intense. But while this was not a loss, uh, I thought this was their worst game of the season. It's the closest thing uh, all year we've gotten to, you know, us kind of overreacting after a loss. So, um, you know, we have, we have some negative things to talk about. And, and I'll say this before we break it, break down the whole game. Last week on Twitter, our follower Johnny Mo Money said we were lucky after the Jags game that we got the win. And I, and, and I said after the Jags game, yeah, there was some lucky plays. But in every football game, there's lucky plays, usually for both sides. And the Eagles, after the first quarter, dominated that game in yards, time of possession, points. They dominated. This week, though, I thought it was a little bit different. I thought, in the end, and you might disagree with this, but this is a game where I thought the Eagles were lucky to get the win for a few reasons. There were a few plays that specifically at the end of the game, really went the Eagles' way. I mean, obviously, anytime you win off of a missed field goal, there's a little bit of luck involved. Sure. Yeah, I mean, if they had Dicker the kicker and we had whoever they had, you know, we could have came away with a loss. Um, I don't know if we want to get into the luckiness now, if we want to just talk about the defense or... Yeah, we, we can talk about it later, but I felt that this game, much more than the Jags game, l- late in the game luck had a lot to do with at least the game not going to overtime. Sure. Uh, But let's start off. I'll say this. I think on both sides of the ball, this was the worst coached game of the season. Uh, Again, I don't know if you agree with that, but it felt to me like Sirianni and Gannon reverted back to their not great coaching at the beginning of last season. I saw from Gannon, and we'll, we'll talk about the defense first, but I saw that soft, soft zone come back. And it was really disappointing because they started the game so well. They did. Yeah, they came out flying. I mean, listen, the Arizona Cardinals put up 17 points mm-hmm. yesterday. That, that's not that much in the NFL. But if you really watch the game, the, the defense really did not play all that well. Um, starting with the defensive line, there was no pressure on Kyler Murray all day. All day. I know Hassan Reddick had that big sack late, which was huge. But there was no one within 
you know, three feet of him for most of the game. He was kind of just sitting in the pocket. On uh, the second half, he started running when, you know, there was there was just no pressure at all. Well, and I was arguing with some people on Twitter over this, but I feel like when Gannon goes to the super soft defense, I mean, the defense is taking on that personality. First of all, when you're playing 15 yards back off of the wide receivers, which, again, started really more in the second half of the game when he went so soft— it's harder to make tackles. That's why there were so many missed tackles. When a wide receiver, you know, a professional athlete, gets the ball with 10 yards of cushion, it's hard to tackle them. Not to mention when you're literally backpedaling at the, at the snap. I think it's harder to tackle. You're not in the aggressive mindset. I thought Gannon was setting up his guys to lose. We talked about letting these good cornerbacks play. We have really good cornerbacks. Let them play. Don't be afraid of Hollywood Brown. Really good receiver. We've played better all season. We've, pl- we've shut down Justin Jefferson and Terry McLaurin. I-, I mean, I really hated how they played against them. And the ironic thing is, when they went soft, Hollywood Brown had, like, all of his catches. Yeah. It, Gannon went super soft in the second half. Um, Kyler Murray would just drop back, you know, three-step drop and just... Quick pass to Hollywood Brown right at the middle. Uh, he'd get eight yards every single time. And yeah, they were, they were just allowing that to go on. It was it was so frustrating. And not only that, uh, specifically Kyler Murray running, because that was the excuse. Well, he can't be aggressive because he's going to run. But if you look at the beginning of the game when we were a little bit more aggressive, a little bit tighter on the cornerbacks, he didn't run at all. Guess when he ran, Jeff? When we went into the super soft shell yeah, defense. It was the second half. It was because the second there's half so much space. Running. So I don't understand. Like, don't play scared because then your players are going to play like that. Like, you know what? I'll say this. Let Kyler Murray beat me, okay? I'll I'll challenge him to that. I'm not going to play scared. It doesn't work anyway. And when you look at the end of the game, when it matters the most. And by the way, Jeff, we weren't up by a touchdown. We were up by a field goal. They only had to get into field goal range. And he let them go all the way down the field. And they were in field goal range. And, if, and they were in field and goal range. And if Kyler Murray doesn't spike the ball on third and one... You know, they get even closer. So, again, that plays into the luck. The fact that Kyler Murray didn't pick up the first down there. He slid two yards early because I don't know why, but he could have easily gotten the first down. Uh, And then he spikes the ball without thinking, and that set up the kick. If that doesn't happen, he gets the first down. Not only could could they have tied the game, I mean, who knows? They could have scored a touchdown. We weren't stopping them. And we were not particularly good in the red zone today. Uh, there was a couple touchdowns where guys kind of walked right in. So I-, I thought it was terrible coaching. We definitely got lucky. I mean, going back to that play, and we'll get into the luck, we're very lucky on that last drive by the Eagles ended in an injury timeout because if they would have had that timeout, they wouldn't have spiked the ball. They would have probably picked up the first down. It was like third and one. And again, we could have not just went into overtime. We could have lost the game. Terrible coaching, in my opinion. You know, it was one of those games where we were texting each other back and forth during it, and I just, I said, I think we're losing this game. I didn't like the feel to it. The defense wasn't aggressive. The offense really wasn't clicking either. Um, you know, we, we scored two touchdowns pretty early, and then after that, just kind of shut down. Um, yeah. yeah, and there was there was some other luck. I mean, it's also Kyler Murray not being a very good quarterback, but he yeah. had wide open receivers on that final drive. Well, you not know, one Zach yeah. Ertz is just completely yeah. overthrow him. Um, just a terrible play. I mean, I think Kyler Murray stinks. Um, but, you know, he probably makes that throw, you know, 
eight or nine times out of ten because it was just it was just a give me. Well, if we're talking about luck, I mean Hollywood Brown dropped a touchdown pass, uh, and also there, I mean they they missed the field goal at the end. I mean it was pretty funny because on the broadcast they showed him missing the exact field goal in practice. Yeah, did the, the exact, exact same thing. Now I think Milton Williams got his hand on it, um, but I don't know. It, it was still lucky. Also, you know, Jalen Hurts threw his worst pass of the season, in my opinion. It was a dropped interception. I thought that was a lucky play. So there was a lot of luck. But, again, I don't want to be too negative. The Eagles are 5-0. and I think the Cardinals are a little bit better than you're giving them credit for, especially in this terrible NFL season. I mean, there's a lot of terrible teams. I think they're more middle of the pack. I mean, we got to remember they... Uh, started the season like 9-0 and last year. They have some talent. Murray was the number one overall pick. Um, they have some talent. It's never easy going cross-country on the road. No. And, and it's never easy going 5-0. and So the fact that they came out with a win, it almost reminds you a little bit of the Super Bowl year when Jake Elliott kicked that 61-yard <laughs> field goal against the Giants. It's like sometimes when there's a little bit of magic in that season, things like that happen. And that's that's what I felt. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles did do some, you know, really great things towards the end of the game to, you know, just get the lead. Um, we can talk about that once we get into the offense, but I uh, just sticking with the defense. Yeah. Um, it was another, you know, Arizona didn't run for too many yards uh, because they just didn't run the ball that much. But they were averaging like five and a half yards a carry uh, yesterday, which was, you know, kind of concerning. You know, James Conner is not really the best running back in the league. I didn't think their offensive line going into this game was you know, anything special, but they run the ball. So that's a, you know, I think it's three games this year that, you know, teams have had some success running the ball against us. And I'm a little concerned with the run defense. Yeah, the run defense, uh, I was looking at the team stats for the season so far, and the Eagles are about middle of the pack. There's a couple concerning trends. There's a couple really good trends with the defense as far as uh, turnovers go, things like that. But our third down percentage, and we were terrible on third down this game, terrible on third down, which, again, I blame on Gannon's soft defense. Um, but as as far as running uh, yards per carry, we're about middle of the pack. Third down percentage, as far as conversion percentage, we're about middle of the pack, which is not great considering that, you know, it seems like our defense has been one of the top in the league. I don't want to be middle in the pack on third down conversion, fourth down conversion, and we're about middle of the pack in the red zone uh, they, on, they, on the season. They were horrible. You're right on third down. Yes, horrible, I mean, they horrible. Up, they gave up a third and seventeen, a little short pass that's inexplicable. I, I called it to be honest because I looked at the defense right away. He had everybody back, and you know what? When we put a little bit of pressure on Kyler Murray, he folded. But again, there was so much space that Gannon was giving them, and again. When you're playing so far back, it's hard to come up and make the tackle. It just is. Uh, I thought I thought a lot of it was on the coaching. And again, I want to give Gannon credit because he's been coaching so well. Now, there's an interesting tidbit that came out today, and we kind of knew about this from the offseason, but uh, Vic Fangio, who was around during training camp, apparently he's consulting with the Eagles, and he's one of the best defensive coordinators. So maybe you're starting to feel his presence but today it felt like they kind of reverted back to what Gannon was doing last year. I really, I hated it. I really didn't like it. You got to be, and I'm not saying all out blitz. I'm not saying go ultra aggressive. I thought the Cardinals on the other side were ultra aggressive. They were. Uh, just like the Lions, which we kind of knew going in. They blitzed more than, than most teams in the league. But you got to, we have good players. 
Let them play football. No, Don't I, play not to lose. No, I think Gannon coached a horrible game yesterday. I, I agree. He reverted back. It, it was kind of kind of concerning because he really wasn't letting his foot off the gas um, in the last few games. But, you know, I think we do have to put some of this on the players, too. Um, it was a poor tackling day yesterday. Um, one thing that comes to mind was that touchdown. Where, oh, it was hard. That was hard. Uh, TJ Edwards, who's been the most short tackler on the team all season, just completely whiffed. Yeah. And then Gardner Johnson missed him. And then Slay took a horrible angle. And, you know, it's three guys right there. Slay um, had a few missed tackles. Like, he really. But again, you know, when you're backpedaling to start the snap, you're just not. You're not in position to succeed. But I hear you. TJ Edwards, I thought, had his worst game. He did. Um, did Fletcher Cox do Fletcher anything? Fletcher Cox didn't do a th- Thing yesterday, he didn't do a thing. I don't think he had a tackle. He wasn't anywhere near Kyler Murray all day. Um, I think the only play, player on the defensive line that played well was Josh Sweat. Sweat. Um, well, I mean Reddick, obviously. Reddick. I mean, yeah, Reddick had that huge sack. You know, but Sweat had he stopped that end around yes. um, in the beginning of the game, which lost like six yards, and then there was another uh, huge tackle for loss that he had. I thought he played his best game of the, of the I, season yesterday, but everyone else. I'm um, impressed with Sweat. I'm going to bring up a guy. I thought Jordan Davis had his best game. He did. He I had, saw him all around. He ran down Zach Ertz. I mean, this guy for 340 pounds. It, it's really just incredible how athletic he is. Now, what I noticed is. It seems like he doesn't yet know how to use his body. He seems a little awkward. But once he figures out, like, how to really just push guys out of the way and and just go for it, this guy's kind of shot to be special. I mean, I just – he really popped off the screen to me because he's the biggest guy on the field, and he is just a beast. So I was really excited to see him. But I agree with you. The rest of the defensive line did not play well. I didn't think Kaiser White played particularly well. No. TJ Edwards had his worst game. You know, you got to give uh, Gardner Johnson credit, though. He had a nice interception. Yep. He led the, the team in tackles. I thought that was his first game, other than the missed tackle and the touchdown, where I started to notice him. I thought that was his best game. Um, Epps had a nice tackle. I mean, he's solid. But the cornerbacks, they didn't even play. They weren't even in the play. No. Um, I, once again, we were missing Maddox. Um, but I thought um, Josiah Scott actually he played. He had two tackles for yes, loss. He played, he played pretty well, honestly. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I um, did get most of the things that the cornerbacks did poorly to, to the scheme uh, because they're just playing so soft. But, you know, with the linebackers and the defensive line, I, you know, Gannon didn't call too many blitzes. But, you know, our defensive line is good enough where, you know, the front four alone should be able to get a little more pressure than they did on Murray. I think that they need to blitz a little bit more. A little bit more, especially against guys like Kyler Murray. Make him beat you. Because, again, I don't think he could. I think you get pressure on most of the quarterbacks in the league these days, and they fold. Um, I, I didn't love it, but, uh, but again, they started off strong. They're capable. They need to have a bounce-back game next week. We'll get into the Cowboys later, uh, later in the show, but they got to have a bounce-back game. All right. Let's talk about offense. offense. Yeah. Um, let's start with Jalen, you know, um, probably his worst game of the, of the year. Yeah. Um, but with that said, it wasn't by any means a horrible game. No. Um, he did so much with his legs. I think he had 60 yards rushing. He had the two rushing touchdowns and that quarterback sneak is just unstoppable. unstoppable. It really is. Um, I, you know, this is, I don't know why more teams don't do it. It seemed like the Patriots did it all the time with Tom Brady. I guess he's a little older now. Can't do it as much with Tampa Bay, but Jalen Hurts is 
one of the strongest quarterbacks in the league, one of the most athletic every time. We have the best offensive line. So um, the goal line, that's unstoppable. Yeah, and I don't want to make this, uh, we're just praising Jalen Hurts, but I, I got to say, he, talk about. he is tough, he is gritty, he is perfect for this city, and he <laughs> that, that rhyme. And his uh, QB sneaks are unstoppable, he's still a great runner, he's willing to take on the big hits, he's built for it, uh, but I still thought this was probably his weakest game, he should have threw, that, that interception was... I mean, it, it was should, dropped, it been but that was a terrible decision, terrible pass. That was like the first pass where it was like just a, a terrible interception, I thought. Um, we got very lucky that he dropped that. And it again, a lot of it to me was coaching. I mean, how many bubble screens are you going to call? I that was the most it. bubble screen. That, it was the most of the one play. We ran 15 bubble screens. That was the most of a single play ever in one NFL game. It's uh, really not surprising. It seems like that's what we did the entire game. The entire game. I mean, it worked a little bit at first, but you know, after the seventh, eighth time, I mean, Devonte Smith was getting popped. I was scared for his <laughs> yeah. life out there. It was it was effective, but you know what? You got to be a little bit more creative. We didn't throw the ball we down the field no. at all. And by the way, AJ Brown. What the heck happened to him? Three Did they run him out of the game plan? Three catches on the first drive, and then he just disappeared. Not only three catches, he looked amazing. Now I will say this. In, uh, in a little bit of defensive hurts, there's a couple big drops. I mean, Devontae Smith dropped a huge one. Um, that was huge third down. Huge it was a great play by Hurts. I mean, I don't know how you drop that. I thought Devontae Smith was having one of his better games that I've seen in, in, in the fact that he was taking these big hits. He was fighting guys off. He was fighting through tackles. I was really proud of him because he's, I mean, he weighs like less than me. And I'm not a big guy. He's like 170 pounds. And but that was that was a killer drop. We were driving that uh, we would have been in Arizona territory and said we winded up punting. Yeah, we had to punt. We moving the ball on that drive, but that you know drops kill you. We also had a, another bad luck. It was after the interception. We went three and out because Hertz slipped on the field. Well, everyone was slipping on that field yesterday. Why? What was going You're in, on? They're in Arizona. Why is it? Why is the field slippery? <laughs> the turf was just horrible. I mean, because that would have been a huge. We'd get an interception, then we go three and out. I guarantee you, Jalen Hurts would have gotten that first down. That was a killer. Uh, but I thought Devontae Smith, other than that drop, which was huge, and that's what sticks with you, I thought he played great. But how do you write A.J. Brown out of the game? I mean, I know they probably didn't mean to, but he looked so dominant that first drive. I mean, dominant. We're talking about how this guy's a number one NFL receiver, a superstar in that first drive. Although he had a drop. He did it was another kind of maybe bubble screen type play, but... I'll give the ball to him with a little bit of space with like five yards to go. If he doesn't drop that, that could be a touchdown because he runs guys over. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe it's just something because it was just so bizarre that A.J. Brown started that game so hot and then just completely faded away. I just wonder if there's, uh, you know, something we didn't catch, um, you know, in terms of Arizona's defensive scheme where there's like, okay, this guy's not going to beat us. Let Goddard, let Devontae Smith um, who both had great games. But, and they both had great games. And I'm okay with that. But it just seemed like the play calling was really, really bland. Uh, and I thought the we'll talk more about the coaching as far as the running game goes. I thought they we went did, away from the run. Not only did they go away from the run, but I thought the first four games of this season, they've done such a great job of involving all of their running backs, which they didn't do last year at all. I feel like at most they used two running backs every game. This year, they've been kind of involving everybody. Think back to last week. Trey Sermon, the fourth stringer, had a couple big runs. 
I mean, they had a few runs to Sanders, nobody else the rest of the game until the last drive, and they dominated on the ground the last drive. That's I, how we... I could not understand why they went away from the run so quickly. No, I With don't know. With backup offensive linemen who want to run block. Yeah, they do. It's it's much easier to run block than to pass block. And Sirianni just went away from it. I mean, sure, um, to start the game, Arizona was doing a good job stopping the run, but that doesn't mean you get away from it. I mean, that's the strength. That's been the strength of this football team all year. Um, Especially when we started to struggle on offense. I mean, that's our bread and butter. Let your offensive linemen block. Uh, especially when you have all your backups in, and they're all good backups, but you know you never want to be in that position. Uh, and I thought the offensive line, for everything they went through, played pretty well considering the circumstances. But run the run the ball. I I don't want to. I'm sounding like an old school football person. Blitz, run the ball. But I thought that they just went away from it, and it. I'm not always like that. I'm actually much more of a pass the ball kind of guy. But I thought the game called for it. No, I totally agree. I mean, if you look to the last drive, what did we do to get down the field and take we the lead? We dominated. We ran the ball. We had Gainwell running. We had Sanders running. They were, you know, getting seven, eight-yard chunks every single time. Um, and the team was rolling. You know, Sirianni just has to, even if it's not working at first, he has to be sure to just keep giving the run a try because that's the strength of this team. And mix it up because we have so many different kinds of runners. I would have loved to see Trey Sermon again. He had a good game last week. He's a bigger running back. Maybe that's what we needed to open things up. But it just didn't seem cohesive, which is so frustrating because the first drive was like picture perfect. It was beautiful. The rest of the game, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, it, it was it was frustrating. Um, I'll say this too, and I didn't mention this on the defense. I thought the team on both sides of the ball, as the game went on, looked really tired. Like, the defense, I thought, looked gassed. The offense looked out of sync. I don't know. Maybe, again, it's not easy traveling cross-country. But they did. They just didn't look in sync, which is weird because they started the game on both sides so strong. Yeah. I'm going to have to give Arizona some credit there on defense. Yeah, sure. Uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier. They blitz like crazy. I think the Giants were the only team in the league that blitz more than them. And they were sending five, six, yeah. sometimes seven guys at Jalen Hurts. And this isn't the offensive this isn't the offensive line's fault. If you're gonna send six or seven guys, they're getting to the quarterback. And But where's the draw play then? Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, Sirianni, I mean, Jalen Hurts has to have a hot read for when Where's the hot read? Where's the draw play? Yeah, it did it and it wasn't there, and Hurts just had to either you know he got sacked twice and he he was throwing the ball away. You know, there has to be a guy when the blitz is coming where Hurts can turn to and get rid of the ball really quickly because someone should be open. But, you know, that's a coaching thing. And hopefully Sirianni yeah. can learn from this game because I don't think any team – I mean, the Lions kind of blitzed us, but not, like, bl- not like this. They, well, I think the three – probably the three top teams or three of the top five teams are Detroit, uh, Arizona, and the Giants. They're going to blitz a lot, and I think that's going to be the formula. Now, the question is, is it coaching, or is this Hurts' you know, weakness? Is this kind of his flaw in his game? Now, all things considered, I didn't, you know, looking back on it, like during the game I didn't feel great about it, but looking back on it, I thought Hurts for the most part, part still played winning football. That's what you love about this guy. Like even when things aren't going well, I mean, just think about that last drive. He, I know it was a lot of running, but he engineered it. He had a huge... 
third down that pass third to Dallas Goddard. To Dallas Goddard. He just hung in the pocket, and waited for him to you know pop open in the middle and found him. A great third down pass and to so Devontae poised. Smith, too, that he dropped. So there's some stuff, there's some you know meat left on the bone there that's not Hurts' fault. But let's talk about Dallas Goddard, because this was the Goddard versus Ertz game. I feel like Goddard, <laughs> who had to sit behind Ertz for a couple of years, you know he wanted to have a good game today, and I thought he showed up Zach Ertz. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think at this point in his career, Zach Ertz, you know, he isn't what he was, but Dallas Goddard outplayed him. I mean, Zach Ertz had a really good game too, but Goddard was our leading receiver. I think he had almost 100 yeah. yards. You he, know they wanted to get him the ball. Yeah, he caught just about everything that was thrown his way. And you, like you said, he had the biggest reception of the day on that third and third and long. That was amazing. To put us into field goal range. So Dallas Goddard with a phenomenal game. And let me say this about Dallas Goddard. Uh, and I love Zach Ertz. This is not Zach Ertz slander. He's an Eagles legend, Super Bowl champ. He had the last touchdown in the Super Bowl. I mean, this is not slander, but they are opposite types of receiving tight ends. Dallas Goddard is a down-the-field, run-you-over, stiff-arm-you-in-the-face kind of guy. Zach Ertz is a 10 receptions a game, but I'll get like 5 to 10 yards and fall down. I'm not running over anybody kind of guy. And Dallas Goddard, I thought there was a little extra umph when he was just running over guys today. I mean, it cannot be fun to tackle Dallas Goddard. He was he was no. really running guys over. He's a freight train when he's you, on the loose. I thought there was a little extra kind of to show, hey, I think he wants to show the world I'm better than Zach Ertz. I'm not saying that's... The truth. Right now, he but is. You, right, right now, right he now, is. he's the best tight end in football. But there's you, no one I would take over but, Dallas Goddard right now. But you know, he wants. He, there was a little extra there. That's what I thought. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe. Um, there's, there's one more thing I want to say about Hertz. Uh, his best throw, maybe of this season. Uh, we were inside our own ten, and it's third and like thirteen, and he rolls out to his left in the first yeah. quarter of the game, yep. and finds Devontae Smith on the sideline, throwing across his body an absolute dime, just a bullet. That was that was an exceptional throw. And that, you know, we pick up that third down, that led to a touchdown. Uh, so, you know, Hurts, he, he didn't have his best game, but he made some big throws. And I keep, I'm, I love it. There's so many haters on Twitter now. That's how you know the Eagles are good. And the thing I keep hearing, well, Hurts only has four passing touchdowns. He can't be good. I'm like, okay. Hertz is number two. I think he's number two in completion percentage. He's number one in average yards per pass. Number one in the league. So he's airing it out. And he's third in the league in passing yards. So I know that's not everything, but he's top three. I'm sorry, he's number six in passing yards. So still top six in those three categories. And by the way, you know, he's only got... Does he have six or seven rushing touchdowns? I think he's got six. I think he has six. He's got six rushing touchdowns. It's been five so, games. Okay, he's not passing the ball, but uh, who he's cares? Passing the ball. No, no, he's not passing touchdowns, I should say. But who cares? First of all, there's a couple drops, a couple penalties. He's getting us down to the one, and we're just QB sneaking it in. I, like, I don't care if he's... you got to watch the games, folks. Like, there's context to this. He's getting us down. We're scoring. We're, like, one of the best scoring teams in the entire league. One of the best offenses in the entire league. He is in the top 10 in every statistical, um, in every stat, except for passing touchdowns, which there's context to. We're running for, we have the number one, uh, we're the number one team in the league in rushing touchdowns. Not just him, he's the number one quarterback in rushing touchdowns, not particularly close, but we're the number one team overall. Well, who cares? That's our formula. We run to get our touchdowns. Does that mean he's a bad quarterback? I mean, people are just trolling now. Uh, yeah, I mean, name, 
what quarterback's playing better in the NFC right now? There's no one. It's Jalen Hurts. He's the best quarterback in the NFC up until this point. Um, so people can just sit down and shut up. We're 5-0. and yeah. No one else is. There, so. there, there is a lot of trolls, and I love it. But again, when there's that many haters and they're just – they're just saying nonsense. They are like it's just ridiculous. Then it's how you know you're a good team. Um, Do you want to touch on special teams briefly? Re- real quick on offensive line, okay. Jason Kelsey. What a legend, man! Soldier. It looks like uh, you're getting a little worried there. He was down for like five minutes. Maybe he's out for a while. Nope. Comes back in after the half. What a legend. This guy is tougher than, than nails, tougher than dirt. Philly toughness. He has it. I mean, just – and not only he came back in, he played great. Unbelievable. I'll give it to Landon Dickerson. I hope he's okay. No, he got hurt, came back into the game. So, offensive line. Listen, it was a tough game. They blitzed a lot. I thought they What's played pretty well. Field sucked. Yeah. Field sucked. But I just want to – I got to give Jason Kelsey a shout-out. That is – that's what will make Eagles fans. I mean, he's already beloved, but at, what is he, 34, 35 years old, and probably his last year in the NFL, he doesn't have to do anything. He's done. He's proven everything he has to prove. Doesn't matter. He's still coming back in. And I had a feeling he would come back in, too. Yeah, I mean, that he had, uh, I think it was like an ankle sprain, and he plays center. I mean, how tough is that? <laughs> <laughs> he is it's so ridiculous. tough. All right, uh, special teams, I'm going to go on my rant, which I've done every single game, every single pod so far this season. Michael Clay's got to go. We are constantly, constantly unprepared. Special teams has constantly been a weakness. And Jeff, I'm going to say it's coaching. Because you want to know something? Arizona would never, or I forget about Arizona, no team in the NFL would ever go for a fake play on their own 30 before the half down seven unless they knew they knew they were going to convert because we wouldn't be prepared. And guess what? We weren't prepared. No, and it's not like it's, you know, week 16, 17, where the Arizona Cardinals are already eliminated. They're still in this thing. They were they were 2-2 two and two going into today, and they went for, you know, it wasn't... A, Think of how ridiculous that is. It wasn't a 4th and 1. It wasn't a 4th and 2. It was like a 4th and 5. On their own 30. On their own 30. You know, you don't pick that up, and the game might be over. And we get the ball back at half. If we got the ball there, it's a minimum that field was, goal, was, and we get the ball back. They knew they could get it because they knew we were unprepared, which we've been every single week. Unacceptable. It was inexcusable. Totally agree. And then you have Covey muffed another one. I mean, I don't think yeah. he's the answer. I'm sure he's a great guy. Why didn't he fair catch that ball? He should have because he's he's not a good punt returner. Yeah, but that's cool. Like, does the coach not say, hey, if there's a gunner coming right for you, maybe fair catch the ball? I mean, I, I put that one on the player. Well, it's a little bit of both. But they're not prepared. When it's mistake week after week after week, I, how is that not on the coach too? They don't know what they're doing. I mean, the special team as a whole, they don't. Um, but I will have to say... Let's do it. Sipos. Let's do it. I knew it. Sipos punted. Ex- he was exceptional. Punt yesterday. God? Punt God, maybe. Uh, he, he pinned the, the, the Cardinals inside their own 15 like, two, two times. He, I think. It was, he, it was actually, he actually punted it with backspin, backspin that instead was, of topspin. Yeah. It unbelievable. Was, it was unbelievable. He showed that leg off. He, was, he had some touch. It was great to see because... He's been the worst punter. I mean, I haven't watched every single punter in the NFL this year, but I can't imagine um, for the first four weeks of the season there was a worse punter in the league. But he played great. And how about, you know, I said it, this is the dicker, the kicker game. I mean, 
that you gotta love that a guy coming in a rookie 22 years old 22 years old ice in his veins he did everything right yeah he you, made both he made all extra points he kicked a 40 yarder and then he kicked that field goal to take the lead i mean wow yeah, he, he's gonna get he's gonna get paid somewhere. So, I mean, Arizona might sign him. After <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, seriously, <laughs> right? That would be funny. But I got to give that kid all the credit in the world. Uh, I mean, that was again. It kind of reminds you of the 2017 season because that year Elliott wasn't our starter right away. Sturgis got hurt in like the first game. They bring him in. Elliott kicks that 61 yard field goal. There's just a little magic yeah. going on. I have to kinda... say that uh, Decker is going to take Elliott. No, no, no. Elliott's um, still great. Although kicking, it's always weird. Like I feel like this is how a lot of kickers do get jobs, but he'll yeah, get a I job mean, somewhere yeah, he's else. He's going to get a job somewhere. Because uh, Elliot should be back. But thank you so much for your service, Dicker. We cannot, we cannot but, thank you enough. Yeah, by the way, the reason why Elliot got hurt, it's the same thing. It's the protection on, on the field goal kicks, which, again, is coaching. Our guys aren't prepared. It was the same exact play. I watched the play where uh, that blocked field goal that we had against the Vikings, and I watched the play where Elliot got hurt. Same thing. They're not protecting off the edges. It seems like other veteran special teams coaches are totally taking advantage. And I feel bad. I mean, Michael Clay is like 30 years old. He is the youngest coordinator, I think, in the entire league for any of the coordinator positions. He's not ready for the moment. Not might not be his fault. He, we probably should assign somebody a little bit more veteran. But, I mean, it's one week it's going to kill us because these are huge mistakes every single week. All right. You want to do superlatives? All right, swoops, superlatives. Uh, Jeff, I'll give it to you first. MVP of the game. No, you know what, Joe? I always go first. I, I want to give you this one because I, I feel like I know what you're going to say, and I want you to have this moment. Really? Because uh, I'm I'm undecided between two. Okay. There's two people we were just talking about, but I'm going to go Dicker. Of course. Uh, I think he, out of everybody, right, because everybody kind of had an up-and-down game. There's a few people you could, you could pick, but... You got to give it to the kid. Yes. Dicker, the kicker. Yeah, he did everything right. You know, 40 yards, that's not close. 22 years old, just awesome job. I was thinking about giving it to Sipos because we've been totally, like, blasting yeah. him every week. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, he played well, but he wasn't really, you know, the MVP. No, he wasn't the MVP. You got to give it to, to Dicker. All right, you gave it to Dicker. I'm going to go a little outside the box here. I'm going to give it to the traveling Philadelphia Eagles fans. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, that was basically a home game. We just have the best fans in the league. We travel so well. I mean, this was across the country, Joe, and there was more Eagles fans there than Cardinals fans. And Nick Sirianni even said it in his presser. Kyler Murray was having trouble, (laughs) you know, getting his plays from the coach. Uh, You know, we had an impact. Um, So... Eagles fans, good job by you. Yeah, that, uh, that's a great one because, seriously, they showed up. And you can see it was messing with the Cardinals. It's the same thing with the uh, Commanders game. Eagles fans just show up. And we get so much. I mean, if I ever hear again the snowballs at Santa Claus and all this. From 1950. This, like this garbage. I don't know. There, There's not many better fans We're in the, the most league. knowledgeable, passionate fans. Every fan base has the NFL. Idiots. Every fan base has idiots. Every single one. Like, if you're looking at fans that show up, that care, that, yeah, we're obnoxious. But that's what you want out of your fans, no? Yeah, I mean... Is it fun to be a polite football fan? I mean, that's silly. Yeah, things happen with fans. We're not Midwesterners here. (laughs) Things happen with fans with every franchise. The national media just loves to blow it up when it's Philadelphia. Um, So... They can hate all they want. We're 5-0. All right, LVP. LVP? You want me to start it? Yeah. All right, I'm going Fletcher Cox. 
we talked about him a little bit earlier, and I love Fletcher. He's one of the greatest defensive players in Philadelphia Eagles history, but he was a no-show yesterday. He didn't, he didn't really seem like he had any impact on the game. He didn't have any tackles, wasn't rushing Kyler Murray. Kind of disappointing uh, to see that yesterday. So he'll do better next week, though, against Dallas. He'll be ready for that one. I hope so. I hope so. Um, my LVP, I'm going to do the flip side. Amendola's got to be the LVP for oh. me, right? I mean, you missed that kick. Now, again, it looked like it got tipped by Milton Williams. So maybe we should have given him the MVP. But uh, but oh, to, to still to miss that, that kick. Kicker. Uh, to, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the LVP. I mean, you could give it to Kyler, too, for, for spiking it on third sure, and one. Sure, but I, I have a theme here, Jeff. Sure. It's kicking today. <laughs> so I'm going to stick with the kicker. Um, so that's my LVP. All right, anything else in the game? Now I think we can go around the league. Uh, Do we want to do around the league or do we want to do next week first? Let's go around the league. All right, around the league because it was an interesting week. week. Not Uh, really not good for the Eagles kind of all over, but... I mean, debatable. So All right, all right, go for it. The first game to talk about is the Giants and the Packers in London, and the Giants won, and they improved to 4-1. I don't know how they're getting it done. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I, I still think they stink, and... You know, this is a game I was happy the Giants won. The Packers yeah, yeah. are three and two now. I'll take that. I, I, th- yeah. I think. I mean, I don't think the Packers are very good, honestly. But I don't ever want to count Rodgers out. But I'm more scared of them than I am of the Giants. I mean, I think we're gonna smoke them when we play them. I still don't. I still don't think the Giants are gonna make the playoffs, even though they're four and one. I'm just waiting for them to crumble. Well, plus, yeah, you plus we're fighting for the the number one seed. So, yeah, the Giants. Any, any losses Green Bay picks up. Now, I will say last week I went on a rant about how the Giants stink. Um, I'll, I'll pull that back a little bit. I mean, 4-1, and one, I, I don't know how they're getting it done. I'll give their defense a lot of yeah. credit. They came back. They were down, I think, 14 to Green Bay. Uh, Daniel Jones is – him and Jalen Hurts are like the two best – and Lamar Jackson are the best <laughs> running quarterbacks in the league, which is crazy. Um, yeah, I, I think Daniel Jones, I don't think he completely stinks. I think – you know, he doesn't have the greatest stat sheet, but I think he does do things that really don't show up on the stat sheet. Like well, the he, guy, he yeah. beat the Bear, they beat the Bears the week before, and he had 70 yards passing, but, you know, a win's a win. They got no weapons. I mean, other than Barkley. No. They got no. They, Bar- Barkley's having a resurgence, though. He, he is yeah, back, he, and he looks yeah. great. Um, but, but yeah, you're right. They don't really have any receivers. I think Slayton is their number one now. Um, they've had a lot of injuries, but, yeah. Not worried about them. And I'm, also not I'm worried about the Packers. I'm, I'm glad the Packers lost because they're going to probably pile up regular season wins. And I, you know getting that number one seed is like crucial in the playoffs. It's crucial. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Yeah. Then we had the Bucks beat the Falcons. Oh, kind of my another, gosh. Another NFC team to watch out for, maybe. I mean, Don't get me started on that game. Oh, well, the Bucks were up 21-0. Atlanta comes back, scores 15 straight, and then... The, the worst call maybe in the history of the NFL. Just an egregious roughing the passer call. That's air quotes it was because it wasn't. Shameless. It was absolutely shameless by the uh, officiating. What what the heck were they doing? No. If the Falcons should have gotten the ball back, but instead it's first down for the Buccaneers, and that gave them the game. Late yeah, the it gave, that, that penalty. That one Tampa Bay game. And it wasn't even close it wasn't even close to roughing the passer. It was not even that hard of a sack. I thought they kind of let up a little bit so that he didn't smash his head into the ground. What do you want the guy to do? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What are defensive players supposed to do? I mean, that's just like a textbook 
tackle. It was a textbook sack. Well, if that's, uh, but it's the golden boy, Tom. Well, Brady, I was going to say know, you can't yeah. you can't touch him. If that's another quarterback, is that a penalty? No, I've never seen I've never seen anyone get the calls Brady does. It, yeah. it is it is ridiculous how much this league protects him. Yeah, protects him. They literally gift wrapped him the win. And the Falcons. I mean, I got to give their coach Arthur Smith credit. I mean, they're playing well for a team that really does not have a lot of talent. No, They're, Kyle Pitts was out. They don't have any receivers. Marcus Patterson was out too, right? I, I, I think he was out too. You know, um, yeah, and the Bucks got Godwin back, so you know there was no excuse for them. They had their weapons, and they barely won. So another former powerhouse in the NFC that's really not looking so great. And then you have the Vikings beat the Bears. Uh, yeah. they almost choked that one away. But yeah. I think the Vikings are are they four and one now? Yeah. So you know they we're, lost yeah. to us. Yep. But That's our, by far our most impressive one of the year. I mean, we whooped them. Yeah, yeah. And they're a good team. They are a good team. Um, I still think they're going to win that division. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. And then, I guess we talked about the Commanders. Losing. Oh my gosh, Commanders! <laughs> Tennessee Carson Wentz does it again. Just, just what a bum. Well, all I was seeing on Twitter because his stats were fantastic before the last play. <laughs> He had like 350 yards, three touchdowns, and and I think they were winning the game at pretty late, uh, pretty late in the game they were winning, and then the Titans went down and scored. They drive all the way down to like the the four yard line, and Carson Wentz throws a game losing interception. And I don't know if you heard what Ron Rivera said today, but he was asked, "Well, what's the difference between you and the other teams in the NFC East that are playing so well?" And he said quarterback <laughs> which is just like this well, is now I mean, the second coach though second respected veteran coach that has publicly called out Carson Wentz I think they're both going to be out of a job pretty soon that team is terrible and you know Carson Wentz had some stats yesterday but I don't know stats who, are for losers that's are for losers and I don't know who the receiver was on Washington but he was making some one-handed catches out there he had like a deep um touchdown catch one hand so it was kind of helping Carson Wentz out there Commanders, are they, can we put them to bed? Are they done? Oh, yeah, they're done. I mean, Especially the, with the NFC East right now. I the mean, Titans aren't a good team. No, the Titans are they're not a good team. They're at best a mediocre team. Yeah, so Commanders, they're they're done. Better luck next year. Uh, some more, there were some more NFC, NFC games that were... Um, There's a lot of games to talk uh, about. The Saints, you know, unfortunately oh, won against the Seahawks. But you know what? Geno Smith looks good. Yeah, I know. He, he does actually look good. looks really good. I mean, is he like a top four quarterback in the NFC this year? I'm rooting for Geno because he's not only is he playing really well, but I love his attitude. Like, he is really. He just goes out there and balls. Like, yeah, the Seahawks he, are like much must watch TV. You gotta love him. Points every game. You gotta love him. Yes, but, you know, Saints won, so that hurts our uh, draft pick. A yeah, but, bit. They're, but I don't think they're that good, though. Look, I never thought they were as bad as their start, but. They're gonna. We're gonna have a pretty good pick for for pretty much giving up nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm not really worried about either of those teams coming out of the NFC. No, but, and we play New Orleans too later in yeah, the year, so yes. we'll have a chance to give them another loss. Mm-hmm. Then you had the 49ers routing the Panthers and rest that, in peace, Matt Rule. Yeah, that was the Matt Rule oh. fire game. I mean, I guess that's what happens when you're when you lose 37-15 like that and just having a horrible year. I mean, we love Matt Rule. We, he is not an NFL we, coach. We were at Temple when he is not an NFL coach when we were ranked and stuff. But yeah, I mean it's tough. I mean the Carolinas, never, he's never really had a quarterback there. Yeah, but look, he's yeah. the one that has brought in Sam Darnold. He brought in Baker Mayfield. I mean he's brought in guys that you and I think are terrible yeah, quarterbacks. Yeah, trash. They should have just been playing PJ. I mean I, I really do believe that. Yeah, bringing PJ. Point. But but yeah, his first move was trading for Darnold, which. 
I mean, Darnold, yes, he was good out of college, but USC quarterbacks are rarely good, and he was horrendous for the Jets. Yes, I know they're the Jets, but I at the time I said, what are you doing, Matt Rule? <laughs> and he's been absolutely atrocious as, as an NFL head coach. Bring him back to Temple. Though I like Stan Drayton, so maybe Matt Rule can be, uh, you know, an assistant for for Stan Drayton the goat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Stan Drayton's the goat. But, um, yeah, but the 49ers, I mean, that was my that was my most controversial hot take is that Stan Drayton is the goat. Yeah, that so is, far that is scorching. But um, <laughs> but the the 49ers, you know, playing a terrible team, bottom five team easily. They their defense looks good. Um, Jimmy they're G is a game manager, but they have weapons, so uh, I think they're going to be a playoff team, and I think they're pretty good. That's why I wanted the Rams to win last week, because I, but you know they would have been one and three, and now they're yeah. three and two. But yeah, they're although I think Nick Bosa got hurt, um, so that hurts them. The only thing I'll say about the 49ers, I like D'Amico Ryan's former Eagle. Looks yeah. like he might be a head coach soon, so yeah, he's doing a great good for job. him. I, I always love D'Amico. All right, last game to talk about. Cowboys beat the Rams. I thought they were going to win that game, and they beat them pretty convincingly. 22-10, yeah. to 10, Cooper Rush remains undefeated, and the Rams look terrible. Let's, let's yeah. talk about them first. Staff, they, this is not the Super Bowl team of last year. They lost a lot of guys. Stafford is not the same. They, you know, Their pass rush is not the same. They, they're just... Are they an average team? I mean, I don't even know if they're a good team. It it really does remind me a little bit of what the Eagles did, is that they went all in, and, you know, the Rams, they always said, F these picks. It's coming back to bite them. They're an old, expensive team. Stafford's elbow is hurt. They certainly have a Super Bowl hangover. I mean, Matt Stafford, when has he ever won a playoff game before? He's never won a playoff game. Now he's going deep, playing more football than he ever played last season. His elbow's hurt. Um... Sean McVay, you know, they thought, oh, he might retire. Yeah. Maybe he's not as focused after finally getting a you know, win. I say finally. He's not even 40 yet. But, you know, he's been a head coach for a little bit. Um, yeah. Is this, wow, the Cowboys are good? Or is this more, man, the state of the NFL is terrible right now. I mean, there's really, how many good, well-coached, talented teams are there? There's not. In the NFC, at least, us. Well, you got to give the Cowboys credit. And I, no, I mean, you got to give the I Cowboys think the credit. Cow- I'm convinced the Cowboys are a really good team. They're doing all of this with a backup quarterback who, listen, he's he's not going to lose you a game, but he's certainly not going to win you a game. No. Um, and their defense, I think that's what's really been carrying. They have. They got the best defense in the NFC. That they they really might. Their yeah. defense is elite. Micah um, Parsons, I mean. He might I, be. I didn't foresee him being the pass rusher he is. Neither did I. In which case, he would have went much higher in the draft. I mean, it's it's kind of funny. We traded picks with them to get up and get Devontae Smith. Now, obviously, they wouldn't have traded with us if we were going to take Micah Parsons because they obviously wanted him. So he was never going to be an eagle. But, you know, it is interesting to look at. Micah Parsons is one of the best players in the league, as much as I hate to say that. Yeah, I mean, he might be the best defensive player in the league. I mean, I'd still give it to Aaron Donald, but after that, it could be Parsons. So they're pretty scary, and I don't know if Dak Prescott's going to be back this week or not. I don't— I hope he is. I actually—the <laughs> way they're, the Cowboys are playing right now with Cooper Rush, I think I'd rather play a rusty Dak Prescott. I, oh, think, yeah. I think we would have a better chance of winning the game this week. All right, so is this our segue into yeah, next let's, week? Yeah, let's talk about the Dallas week. So Dallas, um, 
They are one of the best defenses in the league. They are one of the best on third down. They, I think, are the best red zone defense in the entire league, not just the NFC. So far throughout the season, they're one of the best pass rushing teams. Uh, I'm pretty sure we got more turnovers than they do, which is good. Again, though, our defense has some pretty stats, but we're not great on third down. We're not great on fourth down. We're not great in the red zone. We're about middle of the pack. They're stronger than us there. Everything else, Eagles-Cowboys is very, very close when it comes to yards, yards per game, average, everything like that. But those key stats to me, third down, fourth down, red zone, oh man, those are, are key. And I think that uh, Dan Quinn's a better coach than Jonathan Gannon. He's, I think he might be right now the best defensive coordinator in the league, if not you know, right up there with anybody. He should probably be a head coach again. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe he's one of those guys that's just a great coordinator. I don't know. You know, he was okay with the Falcons, obviously had some not great moments, but he wasn't a terrible head coach. Um, and we're saying Matt Ryan, maybe he's not as good of a quarterback as everybody thought. Wow, that was, that was years ago. Well, oh, he's, he's playing really bad. But no, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, you know, Philly's own Matt Ryan. <laughs> so, but um, And then offensively, the Cowboys kind of remind me of us. Their strength is running the football this year. Yeah, they're, um, and we're not good at stopping the run. Which no, worries me a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I'm a little concerned. I actually think Tony Pollard is a much better running back than yeah. Zeke. I, I don't know how long it's going to take for that organization to figure it out, but um, he should be getting more rushes than Zeke at this point. I think Zeke, he's not what he was. He's still he's still a good running back, but Pollard's the one you got to look out for. So it's going to be a really tough test because I just don't think we have a great run defense. Um, I think it's going to be a really tough game. and you know uh, They have weapons with CeeDee Lamb, too, so... It's going to be a good test. Well, again, I think it comes down to Gannon. I'm much less worried about their offense than their than their defense, to be honest with you, especially with their situation at quarterback. I, I'd be pretty surprised if Dak Prescott's back, but we'll see. We'll see. I think if Gannon plays a little more aggressive, our defense has been amazing at getting turnovers this year, and... When that happens, it's usually kind of a season-long thing with defenses. It's There's a huge variation from year to year. Cowboys turnovers are way, as far as defensive turnovers, way down this year from last year when they exploded with like a million well, interceptions. Smith had like 50 million yeah. interceptions. So, uh, or did, you mean Trayvon Diggs? Uh, Trayvon Diggs, yeah. rather, yeah. Uh, but, so we need to get turnovers on Cooper Rush or Dak Prescott. And we need to put pressure on Cooper Rush. I'm not... All that worried, T.J. Edwards is going to have to have to have a big game. But if we play defense like we did against Arizona, yeah, it, it's not looking good. I think it's up to the coaches. If we coach the way we did against Minnesota, again, night game, national TV, our, our wow. house, the link, I think we win the game. But this is definitely by far the toughest defense we're going to play all year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, Dallas is another team. They don't turn the ball over. Yeah, Cooper Rush isn't going to make stupid boneheaded throws. He's just not. He'll throw the ball away. Well, so again, something's got to give because so, right. we get a lot of turnovers. So we got to force him in. He's a backup for a reason. Gannon has been good at stopping these kinds of quarterbacks. He's been good at it. I mean, look at Trevor Lawrence, right? These less experienced guys. Look at Kirk Cousins. Very experienced, but, we, <laughs> but you know. Yeah, I mean, if if I'm the defensive coordinator, my game plan is just stop the run. Let Cooper Rush beat you, and blitz. Let let's make let this play. backup quarterback. Yeah, let the cornerbacks play. Let this backup quarterback beat you. 
Yeah. Put, pr- put pressure in his face every time. Let Slay play against Lamb. Let him play. Let don't him play. don't play scared. Don't have him 15 yards back. I mean, there was a play. I know this sounds random, but there was a play against the Cardinals. It was like a huge third down conversion. I don't. I can't recall when it was, but you know, wide open. I'm pretty sure it was Hollywood Brown. It was like a 15 yard throw, and I saw the safeties off screen start running in on screen. They must have been like 30 yards back if they were running in. We can't play like that against this team. We can stop their offense, I think. The other thing we have to talk about is Jordan Mailata. Is he going to come back? Because we need him against Parsons. That's big. And yeah. and Dickerson. I mean, Dickerson's beat, been beat up. Yeah, I mean, you hope the offensive line's going to come back healthy. We'll see. Uh, we, got, we got some time to figure that out. But the Eagles open as five-and-a-half-point favorites. It's Sunday really? night. Really? We're at home. I just see this being a low-scoring you know, dogfight. Which you know it means it's going to be high score, right? It's going to be right? a slugfest. Yeah, I, mean, I don't have the stats to back it up either. Like, I, I I, don't know if this is true or not, but it just seems like when the Eagles play Dallas, they beat us here and we beat them in Dallas. Yeah, That's yeah. just what it feels like. No, that is true. That's true. And we're going into the bye too. So we got to win for our sake as fans. If we lose this game against Dallas, which by the way... It's a long two weeks. They would be in first place then, right? Because they would be in yeah, first so, place. And if the Giants win... I don't know what the tiebreakers would be, but we might be technically a third place team if the Giants win. So we gotta win this game. <laughs> we gotta win this game at home. I can't go two weeks this, like pull my hair out. This isn't an actual must-win game. Maybe it's a must-win for your Saturday. I'm not saying though. yeah, no, no. I'm not saying must-win for the season because we're obviously still in great shape. I'm saying must-win for my sanity as a fan because we're going into the bye. You want to go in six and zero. Oh, you want to go into the bye feeling great. We played Pittsburgh out of the bye, who looks horrible. Like oh, they just got nuked. And by if we, if you win, if you beat the Cowboys, that's going to shut up all the haters. I mean, I mean, they'll they'll still chirp. No, they're, they're going to say you know no, backup no, quarterback. But they're going to attack. But they'll but they'll have no, they'll have nothing to say because the well, we have fi- we will finally have beaten a great defense, and that's what everybody's been chirping about more than anything. And if they want to say backup quarterback, whatever. For me as a fan, we got to win this game. We got to win it. I, at, home, at home, national TV, shut up the haters. Let's go, birds! Hurts, you got to listen to me, Hurts. I know you're listening. I Carry the team on your back if you have to. <laughs> I think they get it done. All right. Listen, I, I think they're both very good teams. That maybe they'll meet in the playoffs in January. I think they're the two but best I, teams in the NFC. Sure. I, I would agree with that. And I, I think the Eagles are going to win this one 17-13. Low-scoring affair. By the way, just, just to bring this up, Johnny Mo Money, Trevor Lawrence, man, your quarterback of the future, you wanted to trade Jalen Hurts for him. What a putrid performance this week against the Texans. At home against the Texans. I mean, Six um, points? You know, Was I don't a touchdown know. score? Were they two field goals? I have no idea. Don't really care about either team. but Listen, Jalen Hurts doesn't play his best game. We still win on the road <laughs> against a decent team. I mean, all right. That's Johnny Mo Money for you. That's why he doesn't have a podcast and we do. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We love you, Johnny Mo Money. No, we do. We're just yeah. messing with you. Oh, man. Okay. Wow, you're riled up, man. You're uh, riled up I, for Dallas. It's, just, it's, a it's Dallas week, baby. You've got to get excited. I'm excited. We're 5 0. We got it. 5 0. We have the Phillies in the playoffs, and things are looking Shout great. Shout out to the Phillies. Tyrese Maxey's balling out in the preseason. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. There, there is a lot to be excited about in Philly, but with the Eagles, I always, maybe just being a Philly fan, you have that feeling of impending doom. 
just from our lives as Philly fans. Nothing ever goes the way we plan it to go. But you know what? Hurts, he's got to bring the sunshine, get that black cloud away. You know, I think the good days are here. Come on, let's go 6-0, and baby. Let's go 6-0. and Let's do it. All right, do you have uh, your, your degenerate gambling corner yeah, for us this week? Let's do a little man of degenerate corner here. Um, like I said last week, I said it on the pod. I said bet the Eagles money line and bring down that Tampa Bay spread. It was like 10.5. I brought it down to minus 3.5. Another big payday, Joe. I'm 4-1 in the season. I don't – should I be like – Charging people money for these picks because... <laughs> I think so. I might have to start doing this full time. Okay, so, you know, I usually do the two-teamers um, because I'm an idiot. I mean, eventually this is all going to catch up with me and I'm going to lose all my money. But this week I was looking at I was looking at a lot of games and not much I really like. But there is one in particular. It's only one. Okay. We're not doing a two-teamer this week as of, as of Monday. The Bills are playing the Chiefs, Joe. Oh! The Bills are playing the Chiefs. In Arrowhead. And the Bills are favored. Really? The Bills are favored by one and a half. And you know what? Give me that. <laughs> Bills are getting their revenge in Arrowhead. They, I think they're the best team in the league. I know the Steelers are putrid. They're garbage. They stink. But, man, Josh Allen had like 350 yards and... Three or four touchdowns, like the first half yesterday. And, and, it was insanity. And you got, first of all, Diggs. You know, I'll, I'll give him so much credit. I love Stefan Diggs. He's not particularly big. He's not necessarily a burner, but he might be the best receiver in the league this year. I love watching Stefan Diggs play. He is amazing, and the Bills' defense is probably the best in the league. They, so they're an AFC team. I won't say they're the best in the league because we won't compare them to the Eagles, just as an Eagles fan. But they're 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 amazing. They're really good. They're and really Sean McDermott, good. Phil, a Philadelphia native, Great former coach. Eagles coach. You know, you got to be happy for him. Hopefully, we're looking at a Philly Buffalo Super Bowl. That's what we would love to see. That would be awesome. So that's my pick. Go with the Bills. Make it rain. All right. So again, thank you to our listeners. Things are picking up for sure, uh, and we love you guys. So keep tweeting at us. We're interacting with more fans than ever on Twitter. We're having fun on Twitter. So please keep it up. Uh, hopefully that this podcast sounded really clear. We got some new equipment. Got some you microphones. Know, we got intro music. Things are really picking up. And we'll end it with this. A big fly swoop fly. <laughs>